Hello friends I'm your host Sujay and I welcome you to the 11th episode of the Meet Stargazers podcast Our guest today is a semi pro photographer and full time civil engineer based in New York City She is an active member of the Amateur Astronomers Association of New York Her work has been published by National Geographic and featured by Nikon as part of the 100th anniversary campaign as well as the World at Night Today she will be talking to us about photographing the moon Without further ado, please join me in welcoming Maggie Machinsky. Maggie, thanks for taking the time to speak to us, and I'm excited to talk to you about photographing the moon. Hi, Sujay. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited as well. Thanks for joining us, Maggie. What brought you to astrophotography, and when did you get started? So I've also I've always kind of been a, a space nerd from the time I can remember. I remember learning what an astronaut was when I was probably five, and it was the first thing I ever wanted to be. And then um I've always had some sort of interest in photography which I didn't really get into until about 5 years ago and I think I took my first night photo in 2015 in Iceland and I was able to capture the northern lights somehow because I had no clue what I was doing but and then I sort of took off from there Thanks for sharing your journey with us How do you plan to take photographs of the moon A lot of it is based on the phase of the moon i personally like to shoot the moon when it's a full moon um especially when it's rising or when it's the moon is setting because when the moon is the closer the moon is to the horizon the bigger it appears because it has to go through so much more atmosphere you get this atmospheric distortion and with the long lens it appears giant much bigger than what you and i see with our eyes but i also there are times when you know it's a nice crescent moon um if it's around dusk it just looks nice depending on the landscape so when i'm photographing a moon in its full phase i typically those are more planned so there's a resource i like to use called uh photopills and the photographer's ephemeris photographer's ephemeris is great because it's basically like google maps but you can pinpoint on any map where you want to be or an object that you want to line up with the moon and it'll tell you exactly where that from where you're standing if this vantage point will line up with the moon whether it's rising or setting. So those are the two resources I use most are photopills and the photographer's ephemeris. How do you plan to photograph earth shine and lunar eclipses? Personally, I have not had the opportunity to photograph a lunar eclipse yet. I hope I do. It's a it looks beautiful. Earth shine, yes. It's a little tricky, uh, especially when for our beginners, which I know this is geared towards It's a little bit of a challenge to not overexpose the little crescent that is highlighted and then the part of the the more dull part of the moon that does reflect earth shine. So that takes a little bit of practice. Um there are techniques you can use in your camera but they're a little more advanced depending on where you are in your photography journey. Um it is nice though. So sometimes if there is a crescent moon and it's the moon is rising not so far after sunset or before sunrise so there's a little bit of ambient light it's easier to photograph because it's not so much of a difference in dynamic range what is the minimal gear or equipment required to photograph the moon for beginners yeah so i personally think that the moon is a great target for beginners because you don't need a lot all you need is a dslr camera and a long lens the longer the lens the better in my opinion because the bigger the moon is going to look and you don't even have to purchase but if you don't own a long lens you can always rent one 
to see what you like and what you don't like and how it functions. But that's really all you need. You don't even need a tripod. A lot of people use a tripod, but if you're photographing, if you're photographing at night, you will need a tripod because you'll need a longer exposure. Um, but if you're photographing not long after or before sunset or sunrise, you don't even need um, a tripod. What are the settings to photograph the moon? So your settings are always going to vary based on the level of light. But I would say a good starting point is around F11 or F13 because you want to get some detail in the moon. I'd say start at around ISO 800, especially if it's uh, at or near sunset, and then work from there. And I'd say about a hundredth of a second if you're not using a tripod, 80th of a second, anything slower than 180th. Once you start to get to 160th of a second, you're going to need a, a tripod. But I would say start at around ISO 800, F11, 13, and 1 100th of a second. That's a good baseline. And then, you know, check your histogram and adjust from there. All in manual settings. You always want to shoot in manual. That's hard to sort of get used to in the beginning. That's probably the biggest challenge is navigating manual focus and then manual mode in your camera. But you always want to shoot in manual mode. How should beginners approach focusing to photograph the moon? Yeah, so I just kind of touched on this. Um, the moon is another another reason the moon is a good target for beginners is because you don't always need to manually focus. It's better if you do, but the moon is so bright. You can, you can be in fully manual mode in your camera, but still have auto focus on, and your camera will always focus on the moon. So you can do it that way. And then once you hit that focus, you can then change your focus on your camera to manual and it won't change. Um, or you can just continue to auto focus on the moon. Your camera will always focus on the moon, even if it's just a slight crescent. So that's probably a good target to play around with for getting used to manual focus. As a beginner, how should I post-process images of the moon? Yeah, I guess that's also, that's more of a personal preference, I feel. There are people who are very comfortable using Photoshop. Myself, I'm still kind of learning Photoshop. I've gotten much better over the year. Um, the issue with photographing the moon, especially if you're going to have some foreground in it, something of a landscape, you're probably going to need to adjust highlights and sh shadows, especially on the foreground. So Photoshop would be better to, because you can select certain images in the photo to um, edit. And that's the only thing that Photoshop will edit. Whereas Lightroom is much more user-friendly, in my opinion, and it's just easier, especially for beginners. But all the adjustments that you make in Lightroom are global. So if you're going to bring up shadows, it's also going to bring up the shadows in the moon, which typically you want to bring down the shadows in the moon. But, you know, work, I would say work on your exposure first in camera, and then your post-processing will be easy. It's always more difficult. You're going to get more frustrated if you don't have a good base photo to start with, and then you have to make so many adjustments in post-processing. And we've all been there. All the beginners go through it. You kind of learn as you go. But work on your exposure in camera and then you'll have it's a great baseline for editing and then you can kind of work on your personal style um, maybe you want a silhouette in your photo so you don't need to do much post-processing but yeah i would say it's mostly a personal preference which are some of the great resources that have helped you in your journey of taking beautiful photographs of the moon or nightscape photography in general you know a lot of it's just experimentation um sort of you know, coming up with an idea or maybe you're browsing Instagram and you see a photo that you like and you're like, I like this. 
and I want to try this, or I like this, but I don't like this, so I, I want to make this adjustment. The best thing any beginner or anybody can do is really just get out there and shoot. No matter if you don't shoot anything worthwhile, it's always good to just practice, 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 practice. You're going to get more comfortable with using your camera in manual mode. You're going to get to know your settings. It's almost like when you shoot, the more you shoot, you almost automatically know like, okay, this is going to be my baseline exposure. You're going to know what f-stop to use, what ISO. But then again, I, I mentioned previously, there are great resources out there. The app Photo Pills, I think it's a $10 app, which is some people don't like to pay for apps. Um, I will say that it's probably the best $10 you can spend on an app because it's not only helping you plan for the moon, it gives you um, a night VR mode, a virtual reality mode. If you're standing in a place, it'll show you what the Milky Way is going to look like where you're standing. It gives you an entire year's calendar of the phases of the moon. Um, it's sort of like the photographer's ephemeris in that it'll show you from where you're standing, where the moon and the sun set and rise. Um, that's a great resource, especially if you're on the go. And again, the photographer's ephemeris, that's, I believe you can only get that on desktop. Actually, no, there is a phone app for photographer's ephemeris too, but it doesn't give you all the functionality that the desktop version gives you. But those are really, really great resources because it shows you everything. It shows you the azimuth, the angle, everything. So that's a great resource when you're planning because it's really hard. I mean, you can't just uh, expect to show up somewhere and take a great photograph of the moon with the landscape because you're like, okay, I want to shoot this tree with the moon. And then you get there and the moon is nowhere near the tree. So there, there is a lot of planning required, especially in astrophotography. So those are really great resources. Well, I, I would also say your, your, your astrophotography community. Um, we have a great one here in New York City the AAA, and I know you've uh, interviewed my colleague, Stan. I learned actually so much from Stan because Stan's a pro true professional. So get out there and I don't know, It's uh, there are probably astrophotography groups and in, in just astronomy groups in every city or somewhere near you. And there's always sort of like a feedback, you know, there's obviously there's these people have a, a similar interests and if you get together and you know shoot shoot ideas off each other, uh, troubleshooting too. A lot of times when you have a tele to astrophotography, you run into all these problems and it's a simple fix, but you can't solve it. But other people have had this experience before, and it's you know as easy as just reaching out to somebody. So your astrophotography community and astronomy community is another great resource. Thank you, Maggie. Friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it useful. Maggie is a talented nightscape photographer and has shared her precious tips and recommendations on photographing the moon. You can find links to Maggie's website and her Instagram handle in the show notes. If you liked this episode, please consider buying me a coffee. You can find a link to my buy me a coffee page at the bottom of the show notes.